Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK show. On tonight's show, I'm joined by my regular guests, Naji Kara. Hello. Gareth Ellis. Hello. And Paul Hope. Good evening. So, on tonight's show, guys, we're going to be talking about the draft, the players we took, whether or not we think we got value for those players, who in particular you are excited to see, and we'll also catch up on any 49er news. So, I think before we start... I think we'll all agree that we actually hit the positions of need overall. So I think rather than go through each position that we thought we had a need for, I think it might be good to start off with what we actually made of the draft overall, whether or not we thought we got value for the picks that we had. Sure. Let's do that. Makes sense. Do you want to go firstly? Because I know you are... You were yeah. fairly disappointed on, on Sunday. Yeah, I was. Um, well, not Sunday. It was on the second day. So, yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I actually gave an interview with um, Roar of the Lions, the UK Detroit Lions uh, fan group. Um, did that on YouTube. It was a YouTube live event. And I, I mentioned to them, I was a little bit disappointed with the second day. I wasn't disappointed in the players. So, so let's... Just get that clear. The, the players that we got, I think, will do us a job. Definitely. And I'm excited to see them play for the 49ers. The thing I was disappointed in, um, let, let's take Aaron Banks as the example, the, the main example. Aaron Banks, we could have gotten at one or two. I, I am steadfast convinced we could have gotten Aaron Banks at one or two. And I think they put a priority on a position set that wasn't the biggest weakness for us going forward into the future. I understand why they're trying to um, strengthen the O-line without a shadow of a doubt, because the O-line hasn't been that great. But I think the signing of Alex Mack made a huge difference and will make a huge difference to either guard playing either side of him, um, as well as Mike McClinchy as well. So okay. I, I didn't see the O-line as being that big a deal. Uh, sorry, that bigger priority. And for where we took them and the fact that we traded back five spots, we could have had two very, very good defenders in either Santa Samuel Jr. or Trevon Morig. Th those could have been game changers in our defense and, and just took us to a whole new level. So we ended up picking up the O-line. So I, I don't particularly think that was a good value pick at that pick. The next one, we obviously traded back into the third round up to 88 and we took Trey Sermon. And my initial reaction to that as well is we could have had him at one or two as well. Maybe he's even a little bit further. And with him being a running back, I was I was quite surprised rather than disappointed. Um, but he does excite us from what I've seen. I've watched that game that you mentioned, Naji, the um, Ohio State-Northwestern game. And he was just crazy. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't stop him. 331 no. <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. And he was. He was absolutely amazing. So that does excite us now. But I still think we could have gotten, gotten him a little bit further back. So I don't feel as though we maximised the value of that pick trading back into the third round. Ambry Thomas at uh, 102. 
I, I, I was happy with that. I, I thought that was about the area where he was going to go anywhere. Um, I think he's a good cornerback. And mm -hmm. obviously, we've discussed it before. The cornerback um, depth in this draft was particularly high. So I was happy with that particular choice. I would have been happy if we traded up to 76 to get Paulson Adebo. <laughs> but, of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll make do with Ambry uh, Thomas. So, so that was why I was disappointed in day two. It wasn't the fact that we're taking players who I don't think are any good for us because I think they're all going to do a really good job for us. It's just that just value of the picks. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we could have mixed it up a bit to get as good players at a certain value or better players at the earlier value. Definitely a 48. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think especially the Aaron Banks, I think we could have definitely had it lower. But according to John Lynch, he was we would have taken him at 43. Uh, I didn't, you know, had no one wanted to trade with us. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the Javan Kinlow kind of thing where we uh, we had a higher grade than people had as, as a general and we just we would have taken him at where we were seven and traded down to 12 or 14 to pick him last year didn't we or some some like that um so yeah i i agree i think having a guard there but I, to me guard was kind of the only starting position that was available um that could be taken from day one because we just don't really have a right guard and and the, i think the reason we didn't take one of those corner that you've mentioned uh, asante samuel jr or or even the safety Trevor Morrig is. I think I think our defense is set. Uh, we have our starters, um, and although it would have been nice to have somebody coming in competing, I think what Demeco Ryan's is trying to do is just uh, keep some some sort of continuity, uh, and he's going to go in with pretty much the eleven that started, you know, last season, apart from from Sherman, and we can talk about him later. So he he, he may still be here, but and I think that's why I think we could. If you can find value later uh, and have those guys maybe surprise you rather than having them, you know, competing for people that have a one-year contract, then maybe the locker room feels a little bit better too and there's a bit of more chemistry kind of thing. Um, I am so happy with the Trey Sermon pick. I, I think I said there many times that I wanted us to pick a, a running back. I wanted us to pick Najee Harris if we could. Early second, obviously, went uh, 24 at the Steelers. So that wasn't going to happen. And I think we picked him at 88 because uh, running back actually started flying off the board because ATN and, and Harris went in the first round. And then the uh, uh, the guy from North Carolina went really early in the second. And I think there was good indication that more running backs were going to go soon after we picked uh, at 88, and I think that's why we made the choice, and I'm so happy about it. And it's not just because he's got the record game. And um, again, if people want to watch one game of his, go and watch that game against Northwestern, the Big Ten Championship last year, because uh, you're not going to see many performances from running back ever like this. He just, um, yeah. So it's not just the yards and the amazing game, but it's the way that game was going and what he had to do, he basically put the team on his back and, and it, there was 16 down, 16 to nothing down. Justin Field was playing terrible. I think he threw two pick. One of it, I think, was a pick six. And Ohio State didn't look good at all. And they looked like they were going to have a, a rough day until he started to put the Jets on and and just 
yeah, basically carry the entire Ohio State offense. Um, and I thought that was just impressive. If, as I said, sometimes in the NFL, you need somebody to just have a monster day because the rest of your team isn't playing quite as well. And if he can, he's, he's proving that he can do it. And so I'm, I'm super excited for him. Um, and then, yeah, Ambry Thomas and Jalen Moore and Uganga from USC and, and the last running back we put. I think, I think we've definitely had a very good draft. I'm very happy and very excited. And I wouldn't be surprised if any of the players we take, uh, we see their name mentioned in, in game highlights. Because um, that's the luxury, isn't it, when you have a good roster? You can focus on getting players that might just have a higher ceiling, but a slightly higher risks as well, and slightly lower floor. Because even if it doesn't pan out, then it doesn't matter. We still have a, a very good uh, roster. What did you think, Gareth? Good draft, bad draft? Um, overall happy? Yeah, happy happy with the uh, number three overall pick. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, still need to move that for a little bit. So I'm sure I'm sure Trey's not going to let me down with that one. Uh, I think we do slightly confused at first glance with the with the Aaron Banks. I think just because of those players that were picked around him that seemed more more like immediate needs. But on the other hand, if you've just invented invested all that draft capital in a new quarterback, it does make sense for your next pick to be a bulldozing offensive lineman. Uh, so, yeah, um, on at first I thought that's odd, but on reflection I think, yeah, yeah, that's that's hopefully that's going to come out to be a, a good pick. Uh, again, running back, I think we've we've relied on Shanahan finding these guys undrafted or in the late rounds and 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 maybe saying, right, I want to I want to upgrade that and he's clearly invested in in the run game as well as a new quarterback. Unfortunately, in our system, it's tough, I think, on the players because the running backs are sort of almost almost disposable, as we found out with like players like Matt Breeder. You come in, you you carry the load for a season or two, um, and as you're part of a committee, you, you get flipped before you, you're going to need to get paid. Um, and I suspect that's something that, that came in um, because all the running backs are out of contract next season. Um, and it makes sure that when you've got ready replacements there, it takes that leverage away unfortunately, from a player like Moster, who could have a great season and then say, right, I want to be paid. Whereas now he can have a great season and it's easy to say, well, look, you know, if you, if you want to have a bigger payday, you've got to go somewhere else because we're, we're always going to run with three running backs. So we're never going to pay a premium for any one of them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see him. Uh, Ambry Thomas, uh, interesting uh, highlights uh, that half his highlights seem to be kick returns. So, <laughs> yeah. Could be interesting if he found, finds a role, certainly in his first season, uh, uh, returning kicks. But it seems to be one of few things that I've read. If he if he hadn't opted out of this, the last season, he he could well have gone higher. So I'm hoping he's going to turn out to be uh, to be an absolute steal. Um, interested to see Hafanga as well. Uh, he's a he's a big guy for a safety. So looking forward to him uh, patrolling his area and laying down some hits. Um, a bit confused that we took a second running back, but I think Lynch came out and said that they were surprised they ended up taking two running backs. But if yeah. he's top of the board when they're on the clock, they trust their system and say, OK, we'll we'll, we'll have another guy here as well. Um, well you're around the 40 in, in 4 3 3, which uh, just tells yeah. you everything you need to know about that guy, <laughs> really. <laughs> Blazing fast. We we saw that with McKinnon when he he seemed to take about five seconds to make it from the handoff to the line of scrimmage and it just didn't <laughs> one game fell apart. So yep. so you certainly need that short distance acceleration speed. 
Um, second offensive lineman, again, not seemed a little bit like, well, we didn't need another. But, you know, investing in the trenches is what we've done on the defensive side of the ball for years. So so that's where games are, are won and lost. So overall, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with the draft on the first day. Um, and I'm going to hand it over to Paul to disagree with me or not. <laughs> well, actually, Gareth, the first thing I've got to say, you definitely need to milk that pick number three for as much as yep. it's worth. Fair play to you there. Um, I think Lee, like everyone else, very happy with the draft. Um, I think this year for me, it's been the first draft that I've really been invested in properly, doing the mock drafts for you guys and researching players. And I think it's safe to say that it changed on the night. Gareth touched upon it in his elaborations there, but sometimes you go for the best guy on the board. And I think Lynch and Shannon have come out afterwards and said, we didn't expect to draft two running backs. We didn't expect to draft two offensive linemen, but sometimes you've got to draft the guys in the rounds where they're targeted to go. And I think doing those mock drafts for you guys helped me understand that a bit more. Um, some of the names, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't know much about. Um, obviously, the Trey Sherman, um, Najee was very excited about that. So I went and watched a bit of highlights on YouTube, as you do. Um, just want to say that I really, really enjoyed the Zoom call with everybody on draft night. Yeah, that um, was fun. Yeah, well done. It, Especially when Lee's reaction to Najee. Nah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you really want to uh, go in and explain that a bit more, Lee, at this point, but uh, that was definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, fair oh, enough. Yeah. So, obviously, with Zoom, you can um, create rooms. And what we decided to do on the night of the draft, on the first round, is just so that nobody was disappointed by basically somebody giving it away who the pick was because of people watching different platforms. We, we split the the meeting into different rooms depending on which platform you're watching um unfortunately for me i was watching all three platforms i was watching um, sky i was watching game pass i also had twitter so i i knew i'd be ahead of the room i was in so rather than give it away i all, all i basically said was the pick is in I know who the pick is, and then just sat there scratching my head. <laughs> so it was also a nightmare pick, um, hoping not to give it away. Um, and I think I think Najee was the one that uh, caught on to my reaction, and he must have thought, "Oh Jesus, who have we picked here?" Yeah. He doesn't look happy at all. Yeah, because um, I, I did, at that point I hadn't realised yet that Twitter was basically about two or three minutes ahead of everything right so yeah. i wasn't on it just yet and then i saw your face and then i, I think paul kind of copied you towards the end of it no and no Nadji, what i did so was the... i i jumped on twitter sorry because when he scratched it i jumped on twitter and i saw yeah. trey lance so i like was like stunned to like yes it's not mac jones but i covered my face but you yeah saw that, well that's it you, you put your hand in front of your mouth as if to say oh god what have we done and i was just Reading of you too, basically, I was just like, "Oh, come on, <laughs> no!" Because I was trying to keep it genuine, the excitation, the excitation, and you know. So I was watching it on Game Pass, and I'd muted Zoom somehow, kind of, you know, like you can't really mute it, but yeah. had the Game Pass really loud and whatever. So I was just watching. I was just like, "Oh God, please, no, 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 no!" And then obviously, when they announced the name, I was. I jumped up and down, like the, the the video we saw um going around, you know, with all the fans uh reacting to it. Um yeah, well done, because uh, that really threw me. That would have been uh, 
certainly a different night if we'd pick oh, Mike Jones, we, which, I mean, let's face it, I think this is going to be the last time anybody second, try and second guess what Karen and John are doing. And <laughs> it was, it's been a draining month, but I mean, I'm so excited about trade on. So I don't know what you guys think. And I was quite high on Justin Fields too. Um, I would have been happy with him. Uh, but I'm so much more excited about Trey Lance and what he what he could bring, and then all the news that comes in. He's turning 21 in like two months. He's he's 20, which means this this could be if he's any good and he stays healthy, and he plays you know like any good quarterback should. This is the next 18 to 20 years. Um, we we have a quarterback, um, and that's just amazing. That's so exciting, and he's especially. The way he plays, right? Um, I don't know what you guys think. I'm, I'm sure you, you agree. Um, but yeah, so excited. Uh, gonna get the jersey very soon, and uh, and the sermon jersey as well. I'm gonna have to, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so I've got, I've got to say, I, I am really excited to see what he can do. I, I, I really hope he does sit the first season, though, um, yeah, because yeah, he is a young lad. Yeah. Uh, I've looked at a lot more of his tape over the last couple of days just to have a look. To, to try and get a better a better understanding of what type of quarterback he is. Um if you watch the semi-final and championship game of his junior season, so this is the season where he basically had his full season, quite surprisingly I did see I think it was definitely three passes where, you know, it, it was the bit I think he was lucky not to be intercepted. So that yeah. season he went with zero interceptions. I think it was more down to good luck than good management. Oh, I always got um, to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I thought he did really, really well. Um, nothing seemed to phase him whatsoever. Initially, when one of the games that I think was the first game, the semi-final, the first three players were all run players by him, and it looked more like uh, Kapmanek-esque type of uh, quarterback but then it changed again and he basically stood in the pocket um he was able to evade pressure really easily he could feel pressure as well even when it was coming from behind him and he couldn't see it you could see he could sense that and he moved out the way as well so that looked really good um and and some of the throws he was making were absolutely on the money it was fantastic yeah. to watch so i'm really excited to see him play for the 49ers. I, like I said, I just really hope that we do go with Jimmy next season and give him enough time to actually learn learn the playbook, just to the speed of the game and just to be basically around the organisation on game day just so we can get the experience that way. And yeah, least, the, we, we, we the only way that... Sorry, go on. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, what we might see is the type of thing that we saw with the Saints and Taysom Hill. He, he might come in for some sort of gadget player where they don't know whether or not he's going to run or he's going to pass the ball. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the only way he starts is if he starts preseason game two and just put on a clinic and a show and there's no way you don't start him, can't they? If he looks ready, then then you do, right? But even then, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think we're going to... We need to do this, right? We need to do, you know, Pat Mahomes, Alex Smith and Brett Favre and Rodgers and that kind of... It's clearly it works much better. No pressure, learn the system, get adjusted to speed. And, you know, everybody that says, oh, he hasn't played for two years then, it's like, well, it'll get, you know, he's, he's an athlete, he's, he's a professional football player. It'll, the first few weeks when he does start might be a bit rocky, but 
you know, we're not shooting for five five game winning streak. We're shooting for, as I said, 18 years of having a good quarterbacks and winning games. So, um, yeah, excited, Gareth. I know, I know you're sold on him, but excited. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I was excited before before the draft. Excited at the prospect and and excited at at what Shanahan is going to do with with a guy like that. I'm sure Shanahan's got some plays that he's he's designed over the years and the quarterback doesn't yet exist who can deliver them. And maybe someone like Trey Lance is a little bit more more closer to the kind of superhuman that, that can do some of these plays, uh, not to big him up too much. But yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm excited by by his versatility and, and and his quickness. His his quickness, I think, though those first few steps that he takes are uh, the acceleration, and, and he's got long legs. He just seems to stride his way, sort of either to the uh, line of scrimmage and start making yards, or or get himself out of trouble with just a couple of steps because he seems so quick at that. And I think that's a trait. People say the how, how much faster the NFL is than than college, but what what are that's what struck me from watching his college tape. He seemed to be playing at speed and seemed to be sort of processing the game quickly as well. And all of those things are, are good traits. And yet I, I'd, I'd love to see us run with Jimmy for, for another season. Um, but there's a genuine quarterback competition, however outside chance it might be. Jimmy's never had that at the 49ers he's you know he's he was always the QB1 there's no way Mullins or Bethard were were going to take his job and it's got to he's got to elevate his game because if his performances drop off if he starts not making the the throws there's a genuine chance that he he's he's going to be replaced if if he can't play to the high level that we know he can and we've seen before Shanahan is pretty ruthless if you're not delivering he'll take you out of the game it's that it's that simple. So I'm hoping it it gives Jimmy that incentive to sharpen his game up and and we get a great season out of Jimmy uh, and Trey can watch from the from the sidelines or maybe come in for uh, some of those gadget plays or or even you know when we're 50 points up against the Seahawks come in for a couple of series in the fourth quarter. That would be that would be ideal to to go mm-hmm. and see. I think. But yeah, just uh, excited, actually excited to watch a preseason game because we we get mm. to see. Um, I think I've said it all on the last podcast. I just hope he uh, he goes out and proves me and Kyle White. Paul, you had you were all all on Justin Field. Not, not I was, was yeah, I was I was high on Field. Um, obviously, part of the exercise wasn't it? We all got given a guy each. Um, like everyone else, was relieved it wasn't Mac Jones. Slept on it, got up the next day, like Lee said, <laughs> watched the tape. Quite funny, actually, just before we came on air tonight, David Lombardi's just tweeted, um, you can watch all three hours of Trey Lance every play in college. And I turned to Tracy and said, guess what we're watching tonight after I've done the pod with the lads? And she was like, I think you've watched enough tape on these players to last <laughs> you a lifetime. But no, um, like Gareth just said there, I mean, what isn't there not to get excited about? Um I think the thing I noticed most when I went back and watched Trey Lance, because I didn't really focus on him ahead of the other podcast, is his command of the offence. Um, and, you know, everyone kept saying Mac Jones is most pro-ready. Trey Lance has played the same amount of games as Mac Jones. And no yeah. matter how complex the concept looked on tape, he, may, he just never looked lost in the pocket. And I think that's what struck me. He isn't a run-first quarterback. Like Gareth said, we've got this genuine dual threat. And I'm excited to see Shanahan able to plan for 11 on 11. We've got an actual quarterback that teams are going to have to account for as 
mobility. Um, like you said, Nadji, everything I've seen about this 20-year-old, the interviews <laughs> he did. Before draft death, I was watching Good Morning Football and he came across very classy. And I think Gareth said it right there. Jimmy hasn't had any competition. And I think what John and Kyle are going to do, they're going to set this up where best man wins. If Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G in the camp, he's going to he's going to earn QB1 status. And I think that'll go down well in the locker room. We've drafted this young lad and he isn't just being earmarked to be QB1. Pretty much we're saying we're excited. And obviously I've seen the news, like you all have seen. Jimmy, first person to reach out and send him a text. Thought that showed quite a lot for Jimmy's character. It shows the locker room that we've got. And I'm just excited. What about you, Lee? I know you were all in on Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I am really excited to watch Trail Lance. Um, at the end of the day, I think it was, it was definitely the right decision. Um, for me, there was too many things that concerned me about Justin Fields. Um, and fully enough, I still can't think of that third thing that was trying to tell the row of the lines that concerned us about... Um, sorry, did I say Mac Jones? I mean, Justin Fields. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's the right choice. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed with the interview he gave. He looks yeah. very composed. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. It doesn't sound like he's going to turn into a diva either. It sounds like it's, he's just going to be a likable uh, player as well as, you know, as well as being good, hopefully. Yeah. He's come out and said the right things, and he's, he seems to have that humble, I'm here to learn, I'm here yeah. to support my teammates, I'm I'm not here to be, look at me, I'm a, I'm a first-round pick, uh, worship the ground I walk on. He's, he's there to work and learn. Uh, and oh, that, that's, so, that's what yeah. Shanahan's always come back to me. It's the way he broke down tape. So yeah. obviously in their Zoom chats, Shanahan's given him complex stuff, and he's just immediately grasped what's going on. And that's that's what Shanahan wants, the guy who seems sees the game like he does and can see see the weaknesses in the defence and understand why Shanahan's gonna call a certain play. Rather so than what just, what about what we paid for him? Um is anybody think it's too much? Uh, I mean I know I know it takes time to evaluate players and if he takes us on a on a Super Bowl within within the first three, four years he plays and what you pay doesn't matter, right? But is anybody think you know, three three first round or two first round and the third is is too much. Do you think we could have had him at twelve? I don't think so. I don't think we'd have had him at twelve, and no. I think that's, no. that's you pay for a quarterback, isn't it? What did the Rams pay for to move up for Goff? Yeah. And the uh, the Eagles move up for Wentz as well. Can't remember now. But look at the Seahawks. Probably about as much. Yeah. Seahawks traded two ones for a safety. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Gareth said, the Rams and. Ah, I don't know, Nadia. I mean, you, you've been quite... You watch a lot of college football. Um, you've been the voice of reason for me on the, on these pods. And you've said, like, the draft capital. Shanahan's been very... That's the price to pay. We've got our man. Yeah. I, I don't think any of us... Anything I've seen is disappointed. But this will be where Lee comes in now and after he's done his other PFF. Well, I'll, and... <laughs> I'll say before... I, I think... I generally think we try to trade to maybe six, seven, you know, just ahead of... Um, the Panthers, I think. That's what I think that's yeah. what we tried to do. Because we knew that that's they probably were gonna take him. Um and then when it came to trading with, with Miami, I think it just gives you the no stress, isn't it? You go and get your guy and you don't have to think about it. Because you know ninety five percent he's gonna be there unless a jet do something 
something crazy. But and we had intel from the Jets. So, you know, they, don't tell me Robert Saleh and and John Lynch and Carl haven't talked about you know what's going to happen basically. Um, so that's why I think I think we try to move up, maybe not as high to pay less. But ultimately, we just paid what we wanted, just to make sure we had the guy we wanted. And we've, we've, you know, we've got a stud left tackle. We've got, we've got a stud defensive end. So we don't really need a uh, necessarily a a nailed on starter first round pick for a couple of years because I think we've got those other key positions, left yeah. tackle, defensive ends that you either pay through the nose to get in free agency, which admittedly perhaps we did with with Trent Williams, but he's worth it. Uh, and we and we've got Nick Bosa, so we we can do without two first round picks. And if we hadn't spent it, you know, there's no guarantee that Jimmy would go out and have a a better season than 2019. And then in 12 months' time, we'd be exactly where we were, perhaps picking somewhere in the 20s and still having no franchise quarterback in the future. So that's, that's what right. you have to say, and we could do it. We could. Yeah. We have the capital to do it, and the player was available, so it's it's done. And it's not like we had to give up a couple of thirds and a fourth and a seventh or something else this year to get it as well. Yeah, look at what the price would have been for Deshaun Watson before his trouble. You know, they were talking about the first round picks plus players. You know, and like you said, Nadji, if this if Trey Lance turns out to be what we expect, we've saved that in the future, and it gave us the luxury of. I mean, I've chuckled. Look at all the national media. Guaranteed to be Mac Jones. Guaranteed Kyle was doing this. And then Kyle and John have come out and said, we were on the same page. Mm. <laughs> you know, I've seen the interview where John Lynch has Kyle Shannon's like, do you want to draft Trey Lance? And John Lynch is like, yes, they're on the same page. They've just had fun. Like, I know we laughed about Kyle's. I can't guarantee anyone's going to be alive. <laughs> but crikey, look at the games they played. And we had the luxury of going in and evaluating all these quarterbacks. We were able to pick our man. And we've said it before, Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson are going to teams that are nowhere near as good as us. Trey Lance is coming into a situation where look at our roster, look at our team. So to answer your question, I'm not overly worried about what we've given up. Yeah, so I think Paul's hit the nail on the head there by by mentioning look at our roster, look at our team. For me, the price to move up to to get Trey Lance, it was the right time to do it because the roster we've got is going to be strong for the next two three seasons at least which means for the next two years we won't miss those first round picks as much as we would have done had we been the Jets or the Jags so I think it was perfect timing as far as stumping up that sort of draft capital to go and get a player who you're not necessarily going to start straight away but who may end up starting for the next 20 years yeah, yeah. no I absolutely agree can't that's stacked full of guys who are worth first round picks and by that I mean people like Fred Warner if you yeah. know how, how he was going to work out he's a first round pick George Kittle he's a first round pick so yeah and all we need to do is one of those later picks you know if you know Dimo Lenoir or Ufanga turns out to be a starting safety in two or three years then who cares what we're giving up to to get a trade out because we we seem to have a knack to manage to, you know, find excellent values in, in round three, four, so, um, and five even. So, you know, I think we can look at it like that. We, we're still going to have draft pick next year and maybe the process will be a little bit harder because we'll have to find good players later. But, you know, that's what scouts are getting paid for and that's, 
that's why you know Kyle and John are getting paid big money, and uh, it'll be an, an, an exciting draft if we do need anything next year, which uh, I think we will. But be, considering the amount of one-year contract we have, but you know, as for this year, if we don't have a single gap, and you know, drafting running backs, I think we're now literally set for for the season. We don't need anything. Um, if Sherman wants to come back, that's that's a bonus, but you know, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So outside of trailer, potentially some of these other guys, all these guys. So I thought you'd uh, you just entered your submarine then. No, I think that's Paul. <laughs> look, looking at the um, the uh, visual chart I've got in front of us, something's happened with Paul's connection. I don't know if he's dropped. Yeah, mine it. went off. Yeah, mine went off there when Nadia was talking. So I thought, hello, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no problem. So what I was going to say is, I, I think we're all looking forward to Trail Lance, but outside of Trail Lance. Which other player that we took over the weekend, including undrafted free agents, are you most looking forward to seeing play for the 49ers? Well, I'll go first because uh, it's Trey Sermon. I, you know, I'm a running back now. I play running back. Um, he, I fell in love when I watched our Big Ten Championship. I think I watched it live as well. Uh, and I was texting my coach while I was doing it. Said, Have you seen this? This is ridiculous what's happening. Uh, he ran for 331 yards, which <laughs> is out of this world. And I fell in love then, and he played really well after against Clemson. And then he got hurt against Alabama, which I think really, really hurt them, their chance to, to win the big the, the championship. So, yeah, Trey Sermon, I can't wait to see what he can do. He's not, he's not the fastest guy, but... He's fast. He's quick. Uh, that's what that's what they say. You know, he's quick. First ten yards, first twenty, um, and he gets to top speed really fast. But he's not got the biggest top speed. But I, in in our offense, it it doesn't matter the gaps. If you can eat gaps quickly, then you're going to be successful. And um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to to watch him for sure. Yeah, Paul. Paul, how about you? I'm looking forward to seeing the cornerback Thomas. Um, I think Paul. Hulk. I think he's. I think, yeah, I mean, he just seems to fit our aggressive style of defensive play from the stuff I've seen. He's um, a good cornerback, um, plays with patience. He's, he's just going to be able to fill in. And I knew Nadji was going to go with the Trey Sermon, because to be fair, as soon as we announced it, Nadji was on the uh, the hype train. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Thomas play league. What about yourself? So... The person I'm actually looking forward to seeing play the most <laughs> is one of our undrafted free agents. <laughs> and it's a guy that uh, I wanted those to take in the fifth or sixth round. He had a fourth round projection on him. And it's a wide receiver called Austin Watkins. And I think this lad can be absolutely special. I'm really looking forward to watching him play. He's had zero um, drops over his last season. 72.7% contested catch win ratio. And I, ju I just think he looks absolutely excellent on all the tape I've seen. He does have some um, problems, and that's probably why he, he dropped so low. I'm not entirely sure why he's actually dropped out of the draft altogether and has been picked up as an undrafted free agent. But to be honest, I don't care because we've signed him. <laughs> and yeah. like I said, everything I've seen about him is really good. He doesn't particularly get off the line of scrimmage that well. But once he gets off, he gets separation. And if you can get the ball anywhere near him, he catches that ball and he doesn't drop it. And I just think with his height, his speed after the start, I think he's going to be special. 
Yeah, I agree. I uh, I thought he was going to get drafted too. Uh, watch a bit of his highlights. He does look very good. Um, let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can win a, a roster spot and, and contribute. Maybe even do a, what Joe and Jennings has done last year. You know, just stay on a on a practice and learn the craft and and maybe make the leap the year after, right? Um, but yeah, it good, definitely a good signing. Um, no idea why he dropped. Maybe. Maybe he's just not comfortable in, you know, interviews and it doesn't come out as excited or something. And that's why you drop sometimes. Some people are just bad on interviews and they get killed for it, even though they're probably good players, you know. So who knows? But uh, yeah, that's good. Gareth, favorite player to, to see apart from Trey Lance, obviously. Uh, I want to see Aaron Banks make uh, Aaron Donald cry. Oh, Aaron, that's <laughs> Aaron. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. So yeah, I've got to say, what yeah, I've... Sorry, well, I, yeah. I would have, I would have mentioned the other guys that that you've 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 talked about because yeah, it's exciting positions. But yeah, uh, a good solid O line completely uh, annihilate Aaron Donald and JJ Watt would be facing twice a year and whatever the Seahawks scrape together, then yeah, <laughs> dominant O line is 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 a joy to watch because everybody else becomes a joy to watch. So yeah, true. So what I'll say about Aaron Banks is, from what I've read, he doesn't particularly stand up very well to a bull rush. Yeah, that's true. He, he needs to work on his, but he's so big apparently that yeah, he's he's, he's hard to go through. So, um, I you know I'm sure he'll work hard with with Trent and Lakin and and Mike and and you know he'll learn. And I'm, I mean Brunskill's probably going to start, I would imagine. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if after you know three four months of practicing and learning how to play the game, he, he might he's massive, he's <laughs> absolutely gigantic dude to have in a middle here. But apparently he can move as well, which which is what we want, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's exciting. Um, and you know it's it's hard to find good guards in this league and good all line in general. Um, so if you can net yourself one for the next five years, um, you know at, at a reduced cost as well. Uh, whilst you pay uh, top money for your left tackle, then you know all all the better for us. Um, I'm also looking forward to uh, Dimodore Lenoir because obviously um, he's from Oregon. You know, one of those good colleges that produces good players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you. <laughs> I think we all need no, an I'm... apology, Nadji, because I think when John and Carl have been listening to the pod and we've joked on no Stanford picks, they actually took us literally. So then we need to apologize to Lee for that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the only reason we didn't take Paulson at Debo, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he was just gone. I think we would have taken him. I think Carl, um, John mentioned his name during he the did, press yeah. conference. So I think it's just how the chip fall at this time, isn't it? You can't predict what everybody's going to do. But I'm excited oh, for the I don't, I don't know about that, Nancy. As you recall, um, before, the, before the day two, I actually put some trade-up partners in the group page and I said we needed to trade up to number 76 and take Paulson Adebo. And sure enough, um, the Saints traded up to 76 and took Paulson Adebo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call. Maybe maybe it wasn't that that, that high and compared to Trey Sermon. I mean, that, that, that. Well, maybe they tried and they couldn't find good value to do it. You know, to get up there and get, you well, know, maybe the time. Well, put some looking at what we gave up for 88, I can completely agree with that um, because I, I thought it was very expensive to move up to 88 with what we gave away. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was, you know, a bit of a stingy draft, but 
Yeah. yeah anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to watch Lenoir. He's he opted out, I think, last year. I can't remember, but he's a good player. Uh, he could play safety. He could play nickel. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think too. what we were saying before, Lee, like the people panicking about the draft pick, the league has shown that people are not afraid to trade and make moves. And even next year, if there's someone we really want, the front office have shown they'll do all they can to get him. So um, I just wanted to throw that bit in because I cut out before I could throw that in before. Like you said, I think Gareth hit the nail. Yeah, I was in the submarine or something. It just all went off and then came back. So <laughs> sorry, yeah, no problem. No I, I, I'm, I'm, supl- I'm slightly surprised we took eight players. I am. I yeah. thought we'd probably only take six or seven. So and and we we you know we just sat there and let those players come to us with those with those picks and and that's what you perhaps you do in the later rounds of the draft. But I, I I'm surprised we didn't move uh, certainly those sort of those fifth round picks and we didn't maybe skip on one player and and move up for somebody uh, that that was higher up perhaps on our on our on our draft board. But yeah, excited! Excited to see them all. Excited to see the team. How long is it now? We've got to wait. We're Too in long. That Forever. Between draft Too long. and also, and cannot guarantee we'll all be alive to watch the being. Oh. <laughs> no, exactly. We can't. Okay, so under forty nine in news, um, Tom Compton has signed a one year deal. So that's some more offensive line uh, strength there. Mike McClinchy's fifth year option has already been taken up. Richard Sherman hasn't closed the door and returned to the 49ers. He's currently discussing uh, contracts with the Seahawks, 49ers, Raiders and and Saints. Um, Well, when I say discussing contracts, he's open to any one of those four teams joining them. Um, The Raiders surprised us because they don't look as though they're going to be a contender, um, just my opinion. Um, But definitely the Saints, 49ers and Seahawks all have a chance to be there or thereabouts come the end of the regular season. Yeah, um, I don't think the Saints can afford him. Uh, and I'm not sure. He's, I don't know. It'll be weird to see him back in Seattle. The way they ended things, it would be a bit weird. So I think we got a shot to, to get him back on a, on a decent contract. We still have quite a bit of cap. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the Saints' cap space is uh, negative. The Seahawks, mm-hmm. I think they burned their bridges with Sherman. Um, I think realistically, it's going to be the 49ers or Raiders. I think the Raiders will make a good a good attempt at trying to get him. But I yeah. think realistically, he knows his best chance of getting back to the Super Bowl is going to be with the 49ers. Yeah, for sure. And he may give us a discount now that he knows who we've taken in the draft. Yeah. So one more thing. I would like, again, to thank Sarah McClellan for organising the Zoom meetings. Um, it's Sarah's licence that we use because she's got a pro licence, which means we can have... Um, up to 100 people, unlimited time on the Zoom call, which pretty much we made the most use of uh, over the weekend. I think two two days running, we didn't finish until 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, that was quite impressive, and I'm glad it's a bank holiday today, so <laughs> I could actually get over those two days. Um, so, yes, thank you very much, Sarah. Um, not entirely sure whether or not Sarah actually listens to the show, but uh, thank you anyway. That was uh, much appreciated. Yeah, definitely. It was good fun. It was definitely good fun. Um, it was definitely a learning experience. Yeah. Also, yeah, sure. Lee, um, the girls would like to know how many 49ers hats you have because they were very impressed with your background <laughs> when we were on YouTube. And also, they all think that we are all celebrities now because kids these days love YouTube and they can That's now true. say the 49er Faithful UK 
have a YouTube channel, and there we are. <laughs> so, I so I would ask you the question. Yeah, I have. I believe I have twenty nine er hats. I have three San Francisco Giants hats. I have a couple of Stanford hats. I've also got um, a Golden State Warriors hat. Nice. And a few other hats. to go on a 49ers yeah. and uh, good. So, so that's just the caps, mind you. I, I yeah. say the girls wouldn't have been able to see what was right behind my back. So I've got all those, and then I've got another 12 knits. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm this is what I told Tracy. Too, yeah. I need to catch up, you see. She, she says I've got too many, and I think I've got a quarter of what you've got, so now I can play the tonight's show. And so there you go, Tracy. I need to catch up to Lee. <laughs> See, I'll tell it's you what I'll do, Paul. Pod, yeah. I'll get all my caps down, I'll put them on a table, and I'll try and take a photo of them all. Although no, I'm not quite sure my table is big enough. But I'll, I'll give fair, it a go. I'm meaning it as a compliment. I'm saying they were very, obviously, we recorded it the other night, and it was uh, Kaylee's birthday, and they were all being quiet. So then it was good to show them the next day, and they were very. There's, they were they were very critical of my performance, shall we say. <laughs> However, they were very <laughs> impressed with us, and I just thought the first time we've done that and it worked, so it was nice to give a shout out to everyone because I really enjoyed the experience. So it's yeah, funny. It was... It's funny that you mentioned that they might they were critical of you. So I've been over to see my brother today, and I sent him the link, and he said, "Oh, it was really, really good, really polished, the type of thing that we expect from you because you're like a perfectionist." And then you started speaking. There was no volume on, and they just <laughs> fell about laughing. Yeah, couldn't nah. believe I'd forget and take myself off mute. Yeah, brilliant. And like you said, the Zoom call—it was brilliant to share with everyone, especially in these times. You know, the lockdown and COVID. And yeah. Like we touched upon there, you know, Maggie's reaction and. I just, like you said, fair play to Sarah for organising it all and I just thought it was really good and I think it made the draft for me personally. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely fun. And if you ever want to have a laugh, go and watch my reaction to the Bengals picking Jamal Chase because I was, <laughs> I was a little tipsy and, you know, and I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it, but uh, <laughs> that, was, that was funny. It's on, the, it's on YouTube. I'll have to go back and have a look at that. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Like, oh, I think I, I learned two things that evening, and the first one is I'm never going to play poker with Lee. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the second one is out of all the millions of mock drafts I've seen, other than Trey Lance, I don't think I've seen another player that we actually picked on anyone's mock drafts. None of them <laughs> look familiar. The names: Ambry Thomas. I've, I've taken Ambry Thomas and uh, Talanoa Herfanga or Herfanga. Oh, you're going to love him. You're going to yeah. love him. I've taken those two in mock drafts before. I think I've picked uh, Lenoir as well. Demo, they call him. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I guarantee you, him. I've never picked him. I'm pretty yeah, sure I picked Trace. Not being from Oregon. Right, guys, thanks very much for joining me on the uh, the draft review show. Thank you. Thank you, You're everyone. Welcome. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes. And remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go, go Niners. Niners. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, D. Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff arm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget